Cause I'm in too deep and I'm trying to keep up above my head Instead of going under I'm not going under Yeah, we're going over I suppose so, cause that's the only <laughs> way we like go that. on American Brews and <laughs> Tunes Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song it's a good song, just as it should song. American brews and tunes. Shibbity beebadow! Welcome back to American <laughs> Brews and Tunes. My yeah, name is Stephen back. Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. This over, is, the, uh, over the past few weeks, we've forgotten to introduce ourselves in the beginning, I think. No, we did last week. Oh, we did? And perhaps <laughs> the week before. Whoops. We remembered this time and last time as well. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, this is another regular edition of the podcast. I know yes, last week we reviewed uh, the Weaker Thans reconstruction site. This week we are back to our old usual selves reviewing <laughs> albums recommended by the other and trying two different beers. But not everything is the same, though. No? Mm-mm. What's different? We've got a new setup. Yeah, this is true. It's really kind of strange. Uh, so, well, it feels weird. Because normally we just... Uh, before we had recorded just into one microphone, except we, for last week, we recorded into two yeah, microphones yeah, true. as well. But now, but now it's even more different because we have our microphones on stands with puff guards by them. Yeah, or uh, uh, what are they? What, not puff guards. What are they called? Pop filter. Pop filter. Yeah. A pop, pop filter. filter. It showed up with the P's, the K's, the any of the T's, quote unquote plosives. Yes. The yeah, so our, our, we got new microphones and we're yeah. living the high life. It's just, it's weird because before we would always sit next to each other and now we're sitting across from each other. <laughs> so I can just, make funny faces. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It'll probably like make me laugh and Shaboo! stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. Anyway, yeah, we've got a new setup. Um, but anyway, let's get into the subjects at hand. Yes, let's. Uh, my hands are pretty normal size. Um, <laughs> yeah. My fingernails aren't in the best shape. My but, finger, uh, I need to cut mine. I got grime all under, underneath them right now. One hand needs to be clipped. The other I clipped with my uh, teeth. Oh. Not a good idea. No, it's a bad habit. You should yeah. probably stop that. But now that we've talked about uh, the subject of our hands, <laughs> let's talk about what this podcast is about. Yeah, why don't we? Beer and music. <laughs> for those of you who have not heard American Brews and Tunes before. Yeah. Every other week, I recommend an album for Jesse to listen to, usually punk rock or something of the sorts. And I recommend Steven an album to listen to that's generally indie, folk, indie folk, folk rock. Indie folk or alt, something like or that. Or just a lot of different things. Yeah. So we come back together and review each of these albums while trying brand new beers. Yeah. So for the past two weeks, I've been listening to some crazy album called Surrounded by uh, some dude named Richard Buckner that no yep. one's ever heard about except for Bon Iver. <laughs> and I've been listening to a band that probably a lot of people have heard of. Uh, some 41. Yeah. The I album, think, All Killer, No Filler. I think a lot of people have probably heard of them. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Um, we'll get back to those albums in a minute, as we always do, but uh, let's let's talk about the beer. Yes, um, let's. Now, I may have mentioned last week that I'm going to just go go ahead and, and do this as a, another Canadian episode, because okay. both of our artists are Canadian, kind of. Originally, originally. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, not. T- we'll, we'll touch upon that in a minute. Yep. Um. So I'm just sticking with the the theme. I'm wearing my hockey jersey, and I didn't have any more beers from Canada, so I decided to use my French Toast IPA because it's got maple syrup like Canada. Oh. <laughs> so it's okay. kind of Canadian. Okay. A. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. How about some French toast? Like I said, it's a French toast 
double IPA from the brewery Decadent Ales. Decadent Ales. Ooh. Now you rem- you may remember a few episodes ago I had their um, their smoothie IPA oh, and it yeah. was fantastic. So I'm curious about this. I'm a little nervous because when you think like a French toast beer, I'm a little nervous. You don't think IPA, you think stout or like brown yeah, ale. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but. It's, it could be good, though. I'm, I don't see how it could be good. I would be excited. I bought it because I was like, that sounds weird and probably not good, but I want to try it. <laughs> uh, it says double India pale ale brewed with maple syrup and cinnamon. Nice. It sounds odd it to me. It does sound weird, um, but maybe yeah. it'll be decadent. Uh, it sounds decadent. Uh, it's clocking <laughs> in at 8.6 uh, ABV. Um, I'm curious about it, so we'll see okay, when nice. I crack it and pour it. Sounds good. What do you got this week? I've got a brew... By Appalachian Mountain Brewery from North Carolina. North Carolina, eh? Yeah, it's called the Longleaf India Pale Ale. And keeping with Canadian themes... Longleaf. Uh, Longleaf. <laughs> uh, Leafs are State Canadian. Longleaf uh, IPA is sm- a smooth and crisp amber-hued India Pale Ale. Old hopping creates citrus and piney aromas and an intense resinous hop flavor Ooh. that will stay with you pint after pint even though it's not a pint you no have it's a 12, a 12 ounce, can. ounce can my can's uh, a pint can so you can't have pint after pint you can have can after can though oh <laughs> uh but i guess this is about i don't know they're like trees on this can yeah like like the appalachian like the trail long, long leaf pine tree i think is what it is i don't know and i'm sure they have those in canada i don't know does pine do pine trees have leaves yeah no, they've got needles. I mean, it's not, you know, they're not leaves, quote-unquote leaves, but... Maybe they are. I'm not a... What's that the, could just be a name. What's the word for someone who who does tree, knows about trees? There's a word um, for that. Yeah. As something ologist? An herbologist? No, what's the name of a tree? Um, Florologist. Flora and fauna, a faunologist. You know what? Let's, <laughs> let me ask Siri real quick. Nah, I gotta, ask Siri. I gotta know. I really need to know. Okay, go for it. What is the name of somebody who studies trees? Okay, I found this on the web for what is the name? Arborist. Arborist. Oh, yeah, ar- like Arbor Day. Arborist. Thanks, Siri. Uh, if you could hear Siri there, I don't know if that's a copyright thing, but who cares? Um, <laughs> no one listens to our podcast anyways. Um, but my Siri is Australian. Yeah. Crikey. Anyways, Crikey, uh, shall we crack our beers and pour them? Yeah, why not? Yes. Let's do that. Ooh. Boy, oh boy, this is going to be great. You know what? I really kept not thinking my beer is an IPA, and I was expecting like this really dark <laughs> beer. Yeah. And it's not at all dark. No, it's not. It's, like, kind of, it's actually oh, just about the same color as my beer. I think yours actually might be a little darker. Oh, boy, oh boy. Mine looks a little lighter than yours, if I had to guess. And did uh, just to backtrack, did you say what your the ABV level is on yours? Oh, I, no, I it's uh, 7.1% alcohol by volume mine is really foamy that is very foamy i tried to pour it pretty gently but it uh i think the uh i think having the microphones in front of our face is throwing us off throwing our poor game off could be i'm but anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna let's see what this smells like yeah sniff the that uh Mm. beer what do you what do you get out? well it smells i don't know just kind of like an ipa yeah yours is a pretty like a dark hue of an amber yeah i would say so it's kind of like a golden amber Looks mine, pretty nice. Mine smells kind of more like a sweet amber. I guess I can get a little really? bit of the cinnamon. It doesn't smell like an IPA at all. Like Weird. I'm trying to let me let me go in for a whiff number two. Okay, hold whiff, on. Whiff number two. 
Um, based on like what I'm smelling from the foam, it doesn't really smell like an IPA. Here, really? I'm not even going to taste it. I'll, I'll let you get a sniff of mine. All right. Just you, get a sniff on that. You can take a sniff of mine if you want okay. as well. Okay, sniff we trade. We just did a little a, a sniff trade, yep. Yep, yours I can smell what it should smell like. Whoa. Do you get any hop smell from mine? A little? No. Not really much at all, if, if any. Oh, a tiny bit. Ever so slight. But you, you remember, see what I mean? Like a, yeah. it's, it's like a... I see what you mean. A bready... It, like, smells, it smells like... Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, it smells like um, it's not cinnamon toast crunch, but it's the the French, French toast, toast crunch? crunch. Yeah. Yes, I I love French toast. It crunch. smells exactly like I haven't French had that toast in so crunch. Long. I really am. I I just really don't know what to expect with this. Are you gonna? Are you nervous to try it? I'm excited to try it, but I've <laughs> I got a little bit of. Oh, I'm a little nervous. Okay. Well, why don't we uh, say the key phrase and yes. give these beers a shot? Let's do it and for all of you at home imbibing. Yeah. Responsibly. Uh, you guys all know the phrase. And if you don't want to imbibe, get a glass of water. And cheers with us. Or milk. Or orange juice. Or almond milk. Or coffee. Or skim milk. Or whole milk. Or soy milk. <laughs> or coconut milk. Or coffee creamer. <laughs> or cashew milk. <laughs> coffee creamer. <laughs> hey, when I was a kid, I used to put like to put a little dash of coffee creamer in my milk at dinner. What? It made it, add a little bit of sweetness to my <laughs> really? milk. Really? Yeah, it was delicious. That's so weird. Yeah, my parents made me drink milk, so I was like... You're like, I'm going to put some vanilla coffee cream on it. Yeah, I think my grandparents used to do that as a treat for me and my sister. I was like, this That's is funny. great. I was like, this is great. Let's, anyways, anyway. uh, back to the task at hand. <laughs> Everyone raise your glass and cheers with us. Mmm. Well, that's nice. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb because I just got hit with a wave of flavors. Okay. So I'm not going out on a limb. I'm just going to explain it. All right. You are Go very right it. with the French toast crunch. Yeah. The taste follows suit. Again, the hops are very subdued. I don't know if I would call it a, a double IPA. Maybe the amount of hops that they put into the recipe is why they Might necessitate that. the name, yeah. But it is decadent. Really? It's Ooh. so sweet. Um, the Holding cinnamon comes name. through. It's super bready and like... Really, it literally tastes like the cereal French Toast Crunch. That's so weird. It's really that's, that's probably what they were going for. Quite lovely. I really oh, like this. Quite lovely. Yeah, like I, I did. I thought I was gonna be having like a hop cinnamon oh, okay, French yeah. toast, like super hoppy, but not at all. This is really good. Huh. I'm startled. By you know all what? Of this. You know what? Tasting my beer makes me want to say, "What? Here's to the land of the longleaf pine, summer land where the sun doth shine." Where the wheat grow strong and the strong grow great. Here's to down home, the old North State. You know what it makes me want to say? Long leaf. Long leaf. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I just read a, the, the North Carolina State Toast on the back of that can. The North Carolina was. State Toast? I, I didn't know there so, was yeah. such thing as a state toast. You want to do a little switch ski? Because yeah, I'm really switch-ski. interested to try that beer. Yeah, you uh, give, give that a try. And I'm gonna I, give do, yours a try. Uh, I guess I'll say something about that beer. It, it's, it's good. It's an American IPA. Um, it yeah, has a. Yours, I mean, it it's tastes, solid. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't it really stand nice, out. It's it's got a nice multi backbone. Yeah, it's I think it has well a really nice multi backbone. It's well balanced and has a nice amount of pine yeah. hoppiness to it, which but I it's, like. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't stand out, but it's it's solid, very well done. So All why right. don't you combine a try and see what you think? Here we go. Here comes the try. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is really strange, but really good, isn't it? it do you taste <laughs> that much in the way of hops? Not too much. Yeah, super subdued. Only a little bit right at the beginning, but then as the flavor builds, like the, br- the breadiness comes through and the so, cinnamon like comes it, through. It really hits you. It's crazy. And there's crazy. Like a, a syrupy sweetness to yeah. it. That's crazy. 
Oh man, it's uh, it's interesting. That's but a it's good really one. good. I like it a lot. That's a very good one. Um, I only bought a single of this, but maybe I'll have to go find some more of it. Someday. Yeah. Or did you get it at Craft Brew? Craft Brew. I made a mixed okay. four pack, and I I found this one. That's a good good find. Yeah. Why don't we? Pretty uh, tasty. If if uh, the beers taste different to us as they warm up, we'll let you know. Otherwise, let's proceed with the albums, shall we? Sounds good. I think my review's not going to be as exciting as yours, so <laughs> let, I'll, you go first, even though I think you went first last time. I did go first last time. Yeah. Right. So the album, for those of you who have forgotten, is from the band Sum 41, All Killer, No Filler, is what the album's called. It was released May 7th, 2001. Uh, it is certified platinum. In the United States, Canada, and the UK. So it sold a lot, I suppose. And so I I would say that after listening to it, it's a pop-punk staple. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And to be honest, this is not my favorite Sum 41 album. Really? Yeah, I think I agree with their lead singer, Derek Whipley, that there might be a little bit of filler in there. A little bit more filler in here. Yeah, I I think so. There's some really solid songs, but in the rest of their catalog, I think they've got some much more solid releases. Really? So when we get to a repeating episode, maybe uh, maybe, maybe we'll get, get another, another one. one. You know, a little some eighty-two. What? <laughs> Link one eighty-two. Well, I wasn't going for that. I was just doubling forty-one. But <laughs> okay, that too. Do you um, know why they're called some forty-one? Yeah, I think you told me. They f- the band formed forty-one days into summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some forty-one. What a weird name it is. So I'm going to start off with track number one. Uh... Track number one is called Introduction to Destruction. <laughs> uh, this song pairs with the last song as well as these kind of like weird bookends to the album. It's dark and weird. I huh? don't really like it. It's kind of like uh, the same subject subject matter as like a Tenacious D song. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, the birth and blah, 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 destruction. Dark armies then will come when the, when the sum is 41. 41. Yeah. <laughs> it's goofy. It was just like a weird intro. Uh, spoken but, word intro. No, yeah, so no I music. gave it, I gave it two out of five because I didn't really like it. I would have rather it just been. Hey, if I was reviewing the album, I would have given this probably a low rating too because it's. Yeah, meh. I would have. I would rather them just start on with track number two, which is called "Nothing on My Back." Yeah. Uh, I gave the song four to five. It's a good one, and it is. Yeah, it is a very good one. A super catchy chorus. It's a. It's a really great introduction to how the whole album is going to sound. Yeah. Basically, I'm not a huge fan of how his voice is on this song. I think it's mm. a little too low in his register. Okay. And I actually think that happens a lot on this album. Okay. Maybe he was still trying to find where he wanted to sing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but something just sounds a little funky to me, even though I love this song yeah. and this album. Um, just a little... If you listen to other releases, you'll you'll hear a big okay, difference yeah. between where his range this is. The is. Only, this is the only Sum 41 album I've, I've listened to. Yeah. I'll, I'll, so. I'll make you listen to more so you can see. Uh, anyway, but I do, I do like that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to track number three, called Never Wake Up. This song is really fast. It's super fast. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's about not waking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I gave it four to five. Uh-huh. Uh, on to track number five. Four. Four. Which is my first <laughs> recommendation, called Fat Lip. I, 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 five I figured five. you might pick this one. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the songs that I knew before going into the album. Yeah, I, f- I feel like most people probably know this song. It's... Yeah. Very like a, a mainstream pop punk staple. This whole yeah. this song, yeah, it's the kind of song where if you're at like a punk show, pop punk show, you know how they have music playing between bands over the, mm-hmm. the speakers. Like this, they'll, they'll, they probably play this one, yeah, somewhere. And there. Uh, at the beginning, like a kind of like rappy, almost like Beastie Boys type rap comes in during the verses. Yeah, it's funny. Well, they were big rap fans and metal fans growing up. Yeah, 
And so I guess that's that's why this influenced uh, that. Apparently, this was the longest song to write for the album. Oh, really? So I've I've read in interviews and whatnot. Interesting. They just like kept coming back and trying to figure out how to piece this song together. Because hmm. it is there's a lot going on. Yeah. Between verse, chorus. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I really like it though. Um, and it's a song about not wanting to grow up, or like Hit not wanting literally. to act your age. Yeah. One of the uh, lyrics is, "I'm sick of always hearing act your age. I'm sick of always hearing act your age." Yeah. So I, I learned what an El Camino is because of this song. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I was like, is it, what, what is El that? Camino? El Camino is that? Is he like Al Capone? <laughs> <laughs> nah, just kidding. El Camino. Yeah. It's a, it's what a does car. Camino mean in Spanish? Camino. I think it's street. El Camino. I don't remember. I think that's what it is. Anyway, yeah, it's a weird. It's like a car truck. truck. Yeah, it's like a, a car hybrid. with a truck bed. It was a hybrid before the Prius existed, man. Uh, it's weird. It is different kind of hybrid. Uh, but anyway, that song is great. Yeah. Um, on track number five, uh, the song is called Rhythms, and I give it Rhythms. four, four to five. Um, I really, I really like this song. It introduces um, a theme that kind of is present in all the songs, basically, mm-hmm. or in, in a lot of them, anyway. My tongue. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> For your sake. <laughs> it's uh, the theme is um, like people get stuck in rhythms or stuck in ruts. Yeah, it's a rhythm that and you go through. Yeah, rhythm that you go through exactly. Uh, so that that kind of theme uh, makes its way into most of the songs, even if it's just like one line. Yeah, um, I I do really like this song. However, I did not recommend it. Yeah, it is a catchy one. Another pop punk, mm-hmm. little ditty about stuff. <laughs> little ditty about stuff. Little ditty. There's a little ditty about stuff. On to track number six, my honorable mention. Oh, called motivation. Oh, this is a good one. This was another single. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I gave it four out of five, and again, that theme of being stuck in a rut kind of comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, about a lack of motivation. Yeah, and how it's hard to. Hard to find motivation to get out of that uh, proverbial rut that you're in. Uh, some of the lyrics are inspirations getting hard to uh, to fake it. Uh, concentration never hard to break it. Situation is that what it says? Never what you want it to be. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. This um, different, much different rhythm than any of the other songs. In yeah, the album, I'd say. Yeah. So I, I really like it. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's why it's my hmm, my honorable mention. You mean it's your hmm? Yeah, it's my hmm. <laughs> Classic Cartman reference. What's that a reference from? Which which episode? I don't remember. I just remember he was like pouting and he was like hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like whenever he's trying to get his mom to buy Sega Dreamcake. This isn't the South Park podcast. No, it's not. This is American Brews and Tunes. Anyway. You heard it here, you heard it first. This is American Brews and Tunes. Oh, if you haven't heard it before. Featuring Stephen Johnston and Jesse Titus. And occasionally and Old Man Rust. Old Man Rust, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't make an appearance this episode. He probably won't. Yeah. You never know, though. You'll never know. You never know. Anyway, back to the album. Yeah, let's get motivation to get back to the yeah, album. Yeah, because I don't want to get too deep into some other path. What? I don't want to grest very much. What? On to the next song called In Too Deep. Oh. This is another recommendation. I figured. Five out of five. And another single. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so galder and catchy. And it's basically about like a failing relationship, right? Oh. What? 
beer beer pit yeah. stop. I th- no, I think I just had a hop burp. Oh, I think the burp tasted hoppier than the beer going down. Interesting. Which is weird for me. I mean, unless weird. it was the uh, one tiny sip that I had from yours, it could be. Yeah. It could be, but it, I'd be surprised after having so many more sips on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have another one, I'll know it was my beer. I'll I'll let you yeah. guys know. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll let you get back to. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the update on whether or not Steve's burps are hoppy. <laughs> Steve's because hop hoppy or not, uh, hop you burps, decide. Hop burps are what? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, I was just uh, I was just saying it as like a little little preview. You know how the okay. news yeah. gives their little coming up after the commercial break. Steve's burps are they hoppy? You or decide. Are they not? Wait to find out. Anyway, uh, back to In Too Deep. Uh, it's yeah. It's basically a song about a failing relationship. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the music video? No. You gotta watch the video. They're at a diving competition. A dive, oh, like diving, deep. like in a swimming pool, and it's them yeah. versus all these like big jocks. It's so weird. <laughs> and then they're the guitar solo. He comes up out of the water, does a guitar solo that goes back down. <laughs> in the end, I think they somehow win, and it's ridiculous. That's funny. I'll have to watch like that. The, the jocks are all wearing speedos, and they come out with their like, like past knee length black bathing suits, and the, they're like, "Come on, guys." <laughs> <laughs> Got a diving battle, you. What up? <laughs> I'm having a dive battle. It's kind of like a dive battle. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's really ridiculous. Oh, Back when funny. I used to watch music videos a lot. Yeah. Early 2000s. On that good old MTV or VH1. Either of the two. Either of the two. Yeah, both of them played music videos at one point in time, and then they moved on to yeah, Jersey Shore. Really don't. Stuff. I kind of like Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, it is. Uh, it, it serves its purpose. Like it's a. It's very entertaining. Yeah, and it, it sucks you in. But yeah. after you like get done watching a couple episodes, you're like, "Why did I just waste my time doing that?" Well, I don't. I haven't felt that experience with Jersey Shore. I really? have, however, felt that experience with The Bachelor. Yeah. That I'm like, oh man. And then I will continue to watch it. <laughs> Jersey Shore. The only reason why I think I, I like that one so much is because it was the same cast every single time. Oh, Apparently, okay. with The Bachelor and like with Real World, it's always different cast. So okay, they keep it fresh. Gotcha. Anyways, anyway, yeah. Uh, side note. Side note. We both said <laughs> I said anyways. You said anyway. I recently yeah. saw that there's it's grammatically supposed to be anyway. Yep. But I've been saying anyways for the longest time, and I don't foresee myself changing. Yeah, it's grammatically correct because anyway already implies multiple ways, so there's no need to make it plural. Like any which way. Yep. There's no need to make it. What about any means? By any means. Any mean isn't, you know. But any would would imply multiple, right? The word any? But it's a separate word in that case, right? It's any base mean. Any which means. Any which way. Any which means? I'm just going to say anyways till (laughs) I die. You're just trying to justify. Yeah, I am trying to to justify. I'm going to say anyways till I die. Till I die. Anyways, well, back to <laughs> <laughs> anyway, case in point. Anyway, back to the album. Uh, track number eight is called "Summer," and Summer. It, I give it four to five. I think this is a re-recorded song from yeah. their debut. Yep, there was yeah. a. It's one of the. I guess it was one of their first demos. Is mm-hmm. what is what the internet told me anyway. Yeah, and uh, I have the, their first. Uh, I think full length was called "Half Hour of Power." Yep, and it quite literally is a half hour long. Really, but it's a good album. I like okay. it a lot. Um, and I feel like Summer was on there, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was. Um, I think it's a good song. Pretty catchy. Summer. I can see you. I'm 41. Yeah, it's a summer jam. This yeah. whole album's pretty good for the summer, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Which is what we're in currently. Yeah. And it's so hot. Too hot in Nashville. Don't come. 
like 93 degrees today yeah. without humidity. Every single day is like 95. With the humidity, feels, it's like up in the, like the triple digits. But it feels like it's like 105 or 103. Yeah. Terrible. I get sweaty just like opening my window in the car. You know what? I can't handle this. Enough of the, about the weather. Yeah. And on Back to the to next song. One. The track number nine is called Handle This. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the and only slower song? Yeah, it's a little bit slower. And it actually sounds a lot different. Like melodic, melodically. Yeah, it's not the pop, beginning. It's not really that poppy feel. The beginning is really, uh, um, what do I want to say? It's less abrupt. Yes. And more like flowing, mm-hmm. as flowing as pop punk can be. Yeah. Um, I really like it though. It's a, it's basically a post breakup song. Yeah. I don't and about think you being can able this. to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, onto track number ten. Ten. Ten as they would say in Tennessee. Tennessee. In Tennessee, what was that? I don't know. I just went. They're good Dreamcast. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, handle this. It was, it was a fine song. Yeah, one of my less favorite songs, if I remember correctly. I haven't listened to the album that much in the past few years, but I remember growing up as a kid listening to it i was like this song's not my favorite why because it wasn't as fast this was when i was learning guitar like i used to play enemy of the state in this album front to back on oh guitar, really because they were both fairly easy hmm. yeah but there i would go. play this this whole whole shading shabam <laughs> shading whole what's the word i'm looking for whole shab shablam whole sha what are you trying to say shablagoo shablagoo sh- something or whole other show shibita beep tow that's where i was looking Shibbity for beep yeah Anyway, on to track number 10. Uh, these next two songs uh, are maybe what the, f- the filler the lead singer is talking about. Could be. Uh, this next song, track number 10, is called Crazy Amanda Bunkface. What does bunkface mean? Is it a I don't know. substitute for the curse word? Maybe. Could be. Bunk. Maybe since there was Bunk. like a major label release that uh, they, they had to do any F words or something. I don't know. Could be. A weird song. Mm-hmm. I always like this song because I, I just like the feel of the chorus. Yeah, I mean it is a good song, but it's it's at the point where it's like if you're if you're listening to the album straight through, you're like ah, another song like this now. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Where you can kind of feel out what the filler might be in the album. Yeah, it's still good, but I could maybe I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Well, I guess it does. Only if you want it to matter. Yeah, true. Anyway, uh, this song is uh, in the same vein as a lot of the other songs about a relationship and how he's, with, pop a, he's punk. with a girl uh, and like they're not in the same place, like maturity wise. And she's crazy. He like wants to get married and settle down and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm only 19. I was better off a year before. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a good song, but not my favorite. Yeah. The next song is called All She's Got. And I gave it 3.5 out of 5. And it's basically the same message or subject matter as the last song yeah but i like this one a lot (laughs) yeah um but anyway on to my last recommendation track number 12 heart attack heart attack that's a good one too this is in the same kind of vein as like finding motivation to get out of bed and whatnot Um, one of the the lyrics says (laughs) trying to find motivation to get out of bed Uh, yeah um i think it's a it's a great chorus it does like this weird uh Time like kind of like a time shift feel, like a I don't know what you would call that drumbeat. Swing, yeah, almost like a swing, like like a pop punk swing feel, which is yeah, unique. 
It's, which so, is a weird feel for the pop punk. Yeah, it is. But that's why I first was like, oh, this song is pretty dope. Yeah, and it, uh, I was it like, nice. changes it up nicely. Yeah. But there's one more change up, too, if I'm not mistaken. You mean the last song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the last song. It's called... Pain for Pleasure! <laughs> yeah. This is that other bookend that I was talking about at the beginning. Where, like... Uh, it's all of a sudden goes like metal and it's like. Have you ever heard Iron Maiden? It's like a, that galloping drum beat. Like that galloping drum beat with like just heavy chugging guitars. And yeah. the guy sounds like he's like Satan. Hey, the season started at the end of the Skies have turned to black. Yeah. It's sang by the drummer. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, really? Yeah. He and. Um, they made, like, there's a parody band that they do called Pain for Pleasure. Oh, really? <laughs> where they all look like an 80s, like, metal band. They okay. dress in, like, wigs and, like, all, like, leather and stuff. And they'll that's perform what, live like that sometimes. Like. And they made, like, a like a 11 or 12-minute documentary about the band once. Really? <laughs> and steve like, their drummer goes by Steve-O32. Yeah. His name's, real name is, I think, Steve Jacques. Um, and he's, like, talking in this, like british accent the whole time and he's got his like his mullet like <laughs> wait so weird watch i'll we'll post that as a uh, a video it's on youtube we'll post it on the website at bruisingtunespodcast.com if you want to yeah. watch it it's really funny and it kind of puts a little spin on the, that and there are other albums where they've had bonus tracks by pain for pleasure like oh, okay. rain and pain and world war three or something like that i can't okay. remember but it's it's just goofy it, yeah it's all a joke um, but in, also in homage to the metal bands that they love yeah, no, yeah, it seems like it seems like that's kind of what it is. And and since that's like what the song's purpose is, I'm okay with it, but it's still not my favorite. It's goofy. It is very goofy. Yeah. Um overall I'd say that uh, I agree with my first statement, not first statement, one, one of my first statements that it's a pop punk staple. Yeah, I mean it it's was so uh, popular for a reason. Yeah, it's really good. It's a fantastic album. Uh I'll most likely recommends uh well the very next album they start to get heavy. Yeah, uh, which the, is what which the, the, the next, next album one? was called. Does this look infected? Oh, <laughs> and the picture has someone pointing to his head, and it's it looks like a big old zombie scar. <laughs> okay, yeah. Overall, though, I really like that. Yeah, good stuff. So now let's let's switch gears. Turn, turn, turn the tables 180 degrees. My how the turntables have turned. Richard anyway. Buckner. <laughs> yes. he is. Uh, he's a singer songwriter, folk artist. Um, not originally from Canada. He was born in California, but spent a oh. lot, most of his time in um, Edmonton, Alberta okay. specifically. So I don't know if he's like has his Canadian citizenship. I would think so. Um, but he was born in the U.S. Okay. Um, and he has since moved back. He lives in New York now. Um, like, like I said before, I'm re- I'm reviewing the album Surrounded, which came out in 2013. It's their most recent album. His most recent album. His most recent album. I don't know why I said there, um, but it's his, I believe, tenth studio album. Yeah. So I, I'm not including like the EPs. He had a, a split or two in there, mm-hmm. and I, I think some some um, remixed and a bunch of weird stuff that was yeah. released. And this album sounds a lot different than yes. his earlier stuff. Uh, well, his earlier stuff was more like just straight folk. Yeah, and like... then in his the middle of his career, he started to expand into some real textural atmospherical type sounds yeah and then the album before surrounded which is called old blood mm-hmm. or i'm sorry our blood i yeah. believe yeah that one he went back to his roots and uh was more folky and this one is more folky but still has some atmospheric things in it mm-hmm. 
And do you know much about the album Our Blood? No, okay. uh, just that I don't think it was received well. Yeah, I don't think it was as well received as this one, but there was also some great blunders. He had to record it three times. Um, really? I think he had a tape recorder that was stolen, a laptop that was stolen, oh my gosh. Um, recording difficulties. So it was a disaster. And huh. apparently he was uneasy about recording again yeah. for good reason. So with this one, what he did was he would record real quick, do everything he wanted to do, and then send it off so that he didn't overthink things. Yeah. Which is kind of a smart idea with a production like this. Yeah. Because um, it is stripped back from a lot of things, but there's also a lot of layers that he added. So it was a lot it was, of layers. It was planned out, but not overthought almost. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, but overall, before I get into the album, um, like we said before, he's, he's like a folk artist, like alt country, alt rock. Alt country, and this one's kind of like electronic folk. A little almost. bit of electronic, yeah. But like not, not, not electronic in the sense of like EDM or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, now, I have a very difficult time understanding what he means in this album yeah. in general it's he, he doesn't really use like a, a big vocabulary or all these crazy words no but the way that he he explains the songs or the lyric not explains it, but the way he writes his lyrics it's very like concise and like there aren't it's concise very many but words. metaphorical and yeah. hard to like wrap my mind around and, normally, and i was having a, i was having a hard time um, kind of articulating how I really didn't understand what was going on, but I read a review from the site Pitchfork. Have yeah. you heard of them? Yep. And they said it better than I could. So I think I read that today. As I'm well. gonna read their review right now for you. Okay. The whole um, thing or just part of it? A, a chunk of it. Okay. As one of a kind lyricists go, Buckner is is the least quotable ever. He uses <laughs> the plainest language to obscure rather than clarify slowly unspooling long, slippery clauses that linger tantalizing on the threshold of resolution. Um, there'd be nothing exceptional about these these lines, yeah. um, about this careful evocative blankness if he didn't maintain it over the course of the album. It of feels the, like one album, large yeah. refracted thought, always just out of focal range, which almost comes clear on the dusky and powerful powerful conclusion lean to with its uncommonly sharp edgy images of of dying stars breaking windows etc etc so that that really is what i've been feeling but they said it much more eloquently and and like effectively yeah yeah so without further ado shall i dive in you shall and shall i will is that a, does that make sense? I don't know, but I did it. I don't think so, but um, that's all right. <laughs> first song is the title track, which makes sense. It's called yep. Surrounded. Um, I gave this rating of A <laughs> in the Canadian, Canadian vein, so uh, I recommended it. Okay, nice. Um, it gives you a, a great uh, feel for what the album's going to be. It comes in with that folk finger-picking. Yep. And before I move on, I have, like I said, I don't know what he means in any of these songs. Yeah. There's only like one song where I had um, the faintest idea of maybe what he meant. With this song, I kind of think... Or at least I know what it means to me. Yeah. It seems like it's... A lot of his songs seem like they describe a feeling very well that's hard hard to describe. But like in this song, it seems to me from what the lyrics say that he's like describing the feeling of being surrounded. Yeah. Almost in a way. Yeah. I can see that. Not like literally by like a, like a crowd of people or something like that, but like mentally surrounded. It gives you a good introduction. Well, not... Uh... Not to build upon what you're saying, but to sidestep that. Yeah. It gives you a good feel for his vocal timbre yeah. style. Yeah. I really like it. I don't know if you do, but... It took time, but I actually really like it now. Yeah. 
it almost sounds like he, when he's singing soft, it almost sounds like his voice is going to give out or break or stop. And it doesn't. He does like a like, lot of. Don't wanna go. But it, it doesn't he, like. I, I can't do it justice. Yeah. He does like a lot of like vocal swells. Yeah. And it almost sounds like the, the volume comes in and out like a like the volume. He just really, really is has such good control over the volume of his, yeah. his voice. He can he can have his soft voice and just take it to the brink of almost not being audible and then bring it back. And it's just really, really good. Yeah. Like this uh, in this song, I think the first lyrics are. Like, you just won't lie down. Even closing your eyes, you can let it go. Around it. Did you notice how he pronounces go, though? Go. Go. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I was like, that's weird. Yeah, Yeah, but but he's got a very good, uh, very unique timbre. Yeah, it's really unique. Lots of vocal control. I really, really like it. I think he's a very, very good singer. And I think, like, the way that he sings on this album matches really well with the type of music that he used. Oh, for sure. I think that, yeah, I think he knows what he's doing and he sings it well. Um, This song is very soothing. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, Like I said, very good intro to the record. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to track number two, which is called When You Tell Me How It Is. Yeah. I gave it a rating of eh. (laughs) <laughs> I only have two ratings. Eh? eh? Or eh. Yeah, it's either eh or eh. Um, so if, if I was to show you what my rating system was, it's E-H exclamation point question mark. That's eh? eh? Or lowercase E-H dot 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 eh. eh. <laughs> so, so that's what I gave this one a rating of is eh. Um, this song is, well, at least the very beginning musical melody is reminiscent to me. It makes me think of Kenny G. Oh, really? Uh, that song, Songbird. Do you know that song? Mm, I probably do, yeah. It's like the most popular Kenny yeah, G song. I would probably know it then. And so the background music, like not background music, but the intro music during the, the first part before we start singing really reminds me of that. Mm. And so it just takes me out of the music for a second. But oh, then as really? soon as he starts singing, I, I'm like, okay, this isn't Kenny G. You get drawn back in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just it's, it's just a really weird comparison yeah. that probably shouldn't be compared. It's just my mind goes there. Yeah. Later on, you'll have to listen and see if that's what you, if okay. you can pick that out at all. I will. Um, there's some strange electronic percussive and loop sounds in this, music, this song, yeah. too, which is a big change from the last song. The last song was more straightforward, yeah. uh, mainly just uh, vocals, guitars, harmonies, and a couple other small things. But this one has some weird stuff that that uh, shows you that the album isn't just like a like a early on Bob Dylan, just guitar vocals album. Yeah. So it's, uh, I guess that's important for that to show you that it's different. Mm-hmm. I think this song is about a relationship it seems like that's what it's about well i think probably most of the album is because i i like it like i said from that pitchfork thing mm. like i almost have an idea like it's in my grasp and then yeah, it's like i it's lose it's it. like barely there like you're i just... lose it because like the next line like doesn't support anything that i think yeah it's it's his like stream of conscious tangent like vocal lines are like i don't know yeah it seems like you have to take it in like parts yeah and i i, I read that if you have the liner notes, like a physical yeah, copy, I guess they actually explain more. Or something it's it's like that. supposed to be explained more, and apparently it's supposed to be one big poetic thing the entire album. And apparently, so certain things may be highlighted. Or I, so yeah, I think uh, in that Pitchfork review, it said that in the lyric book, like some lines were highlighted red mm-hmm. or something like that. So that might make more sense. But I, it was very difficult to find um, the lyrics to this. Only a few sites had lyrics throughout the entire album. Yeah. Um, 
And I guess before we go on, Richard Buckner is not a huge artist. Um, I know yeah. you said you've only heard him because Justin Vernon, the, sing- the singer from Bon Iver, uh, or as the French would say, Bon Iver, bon um, he speaks very highly of Richard Buckner. Uh, and, and he's got a pretty good following. He's he's still made a career out of it over yeah, like he's two just, decades of recording. He's, he's nowhere as big as some 41 or something like no. that. So he's not huge, but he's still going. Yeah. Um, moving on, track number three, which is called Beautiful Question. I gave this a rating of A, and it's my second recommendation. I I really like this song. Um, there's this really cool, like, keyboard instrument. It might be a Wurlitzer, maybe a Rhodes keyboard, I'm not entirely sure, but it's really swirly and nice. It comes in during the intro music, the intro, uh, music and the chorus. But I just want to say, the chords that the song come into... They're the same chords of a song that I wrote. Oh, really? I remember that song. And I just want to see a little more. Da, da, da. Yeah. Same chords, but really? I wrote it first. <laughs> you wrote 2011. It oh, there you what go. What up, Richard Buckner? <laughs> nah, they're completely different sounding songs. Yeah. I just thought I wrote like a super unique chord progression. Oh, yeah. I was super proud of myself. And I was like, well, someone else wrote it. It's not that unique, I guess. Yeah. Um, but his sounds completely different. Yeah. Um, Anyways, he has a nice layering of instruments with that uh, chord progression in the keyboard, which I think is a Wurlitzer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's probably my favorite song on the album, like I said. Yeah, I think so. I think um, so for me, too. There's a nice counterpoint of the dynamics from the verse to chorus, I think. Like, after that keyboard cuts out, it's just basically you're left with the guitar and vocals. And he, he does that uh, pulled back vocal style where it's real soft and cutting in and out almost. Yeah. Um, but then when it gets to the chorus, he kind of opens it up again with that uh, the keyboard instrument and he sings again. I don't really know what it's about, but in the lyrics, they ask why. I think it's about, I think it's just a look at life in general. Yeah, like why? And that's the beautiful question. Because... Try to figure out why. Uh, what's what's the one... There's one line that I think kind of explains this song. In the, let me see if I can't find the lyrics. It seems as though, like, he might be... I don't know. I, th- I feel like there are many ways to interpret it. But I think in general, it's about life. And it seemed like maybe he's at a funeral. The reason I say that is because the first line is uh, shattered as I saw you then. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said earlier, it kind of strays off into wherever else. Where, yeah, he but goes a, few, a few lines, uh, I think, point to the fact that this song is about life. Um, one of the lines is... Let's see... Saved at the height of the closing, the caption should say, he doesn't know where he's going. Mm-hmm. And then... Like where he's as, going in life. Yeah. As the drawdowns had ended, gathered in spite, your story remains such a beautiful question. Such a beautiful question. So I, I kind of think that it is about life in general and how nobody really knows what they're doing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Or some... One might have the idea that they know what they're doing, but in reality, they don't. We're all in this together, folks. We're all in this together. We're all Isn't in that this a high school, yeah, high school musical? I think so, yeah. This is a high school. come true. We're all in this together. Stick with the status quo. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Get your head in the game. We're playing basketball. Get your head in the game. Shoot this three-pointer. La 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 la. I threw to who? <laughs> uh, moving on back to Richard Buckner. Track number four is called Foundation. I gave it a rating of A. It's my honorable mention. Nice. Um, 
lots of electronic droning sounds yep. that start off this this song, and it's it really is different sounding. Is this one that starts off with ba 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 da da? No, I think that's a no, different one. that's a different. That's one. mood. I'll yeah, get to that later. Yeah. Um, but this one has like the like I said the droning sounds and the instruments are kind of swirling around and it's really really different sounding um, and the guitar sounds almost like I don't want to say a baritone guitar but it sounds like a really deep guitar sounds sound. like a deep guitar yeah not what you'd ex- like not what well, not what the, anything else sounded maybe um, achieved through an octave pedal or something like that perhaps he did use octave pedals in this this uh, recording uh, I know that and he's done yeah. that before in previous efforts. Um, the melody I really like in the chorus, not so much in the uh, verse. Well, it, it seems like to me they're... It's not a chorus, it's a really refrain. Choruses. Yeah, a refrain. A refrain's a better word, A melodic refrain. A melodic there's a, refrain. There's a lyrics change every time Yeah, there's, there's no repeated chorus uh, vocally, like yeah. lyrically. Um, but this, I believe, is the first song where there's a surprise ending. Well, maybe the only one that has a surprise ending. What do you mean by but surprise ending? But you think ending? that the song's over, and then... Shabladi, shabadoo, shabadi, shabadoo. It comes back. <laughs> it comes back. The the eh? electronic instruments swell back in and play for probably another forty seconds. It's a nice okay. little. They come back for another surprise visit. We're back. Yeah. We're back. We're back. Just like that hit animated movie. We're back. What? Did you ever see that movie? The dinosaurs. Is it is it related to that one dinosaur family movie? Not TV at show? all. Oh okay. Not at all. Oh, the dinosaurs are back. We're yeah, back. We're back. It's called We're Back from the Dead. No, just there's some guy who. Went on a spaceship, picked them up, and gave them these little like bowl of magic oats, and then they were able to have the power of rational thought. (laughs) (laughs) I kid you not, and they're friendly dinosaurs. Then what? This is a a movie movie? called We're Back, and then he dumps them into present day, which is actually like nineties, because that's when it came out. Present day Manhattan, and so there's these dinosaurs (laughs) walking around Manhattan. It's it's a great movie. I used to love it as a kid. That sounds ridiculous. We're back. When did this movie come out? I think the nineties. If I remember correctly. Wow. Uh, that's a great movie. What a crazy idea for a movie. It really is. Moving on. Jeez. Track number five is called Portrait. I mm. gave it a rating of A. Um, I like this song But this is the song I think I can decipher the most. Picture says a thousand words? Essentially, it's it's about looking at a picture and trying to figure out the past. Yeah. Um, again, I could be wrong. Who knows? Richard Buckner's... Yeah. Deep but simple, simply I mean, deep. A picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, so I, I think it's I think about right. trying to like figure out the past, not be haunted by the past, mm. um, not let it control you, or maybe trying yeah. to read into it. Yeah, it's, it's figure hard out, to figure out the past in order to move forward. In, yeah, but in it's, the future. it's definitely a metaphor by looking at a picture because he talks about being yeah. like hung up and Your all those things. And this is the, I think, it, I could be wrong, but I think it's the first song since the first song surrounded that he comes back to the folky finger picking. Finger picking, yeah. So it's a nice return to that sound, I think. He has some good finger picking lines in this He's album. very good at finger picking, yeah. yeah. Moving on to track number six, which is called Mood. I gave this A, and it's my last a. recommendation. Bah, bah. Yeah, it starts up with this da, da, da. weird, bah, ominous bah. keyboard sound, like a da, da, da. Bah, bah, like Jesse's doing right now, yeah. Bah, bah. And it pulses, like yeah. it's got a pulse throughout yeah, the whole song. And even when that one cuts out, there's another electronic instrument that still pulses. So there's there's a electric pulse throughout this entire song that leaves this dark and urgent feel, to me at least. Yeah. And it's like sounds determined Put and you, dark like puts you in a certain mood very much so and there's a couple other songs later that have a, a mood like this without the electronic instruments but this one in particular um the verses remain dark sounding and they're stripped back but then the chorus opens up and almost adds a layer like feel wise of hopefulness hmm. the 
yeah uh, during the chorus i don't remember the words but but that the vocal melody opens up and is more major sounding as as major sounding as you can get on this song yeah and and i think that it's if it wasn't for that chorus i might not have recommended the song really i think it's a really cool song don't get me wrong but without that chorus i might not have recommended it because i think that adds a really nice balance to the feel of the rest of the song okay it gives you a little bit of a uh sense of ease i guess because oh, okay. the rest good, of the song gives me an anxious feeling almost it's a good contrast yes like i have this anxiousness from the intro and from the verses and then the chorus gives me an ease almost and it's very very well balanced i think okay um interesting that makes sense there's another instrumental outro that almost t- like turns into an ominous jam like the, it, really? after the vocals cut out yeah. he like brings back a lot of the the instrumental parts uh, and it uh, I'm uh, hesitant to call it a jam because it's not like a rocky it's thing. It's not really like a jam. But album. as far as this album goes, it's a jam, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's good. Um, I don't really know what this is. The mood. When he talks about the mood, he talks about people like reading her in the wrong mood or something. I'm assuming it's a girl. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on to track number seven, which is called Go. Okay. Yeah. This is definitely not the song Go by Blink-182. <laughs> That's my first thought on this song. Um, I gave it a rating of, hey. Yeah. Well, that's rating for everything else. Surprise, surprise. Because mm. I can, you know, really, no more. Not, hey, not that that's hey. a bad thing, um, but there are lots of really, really well planned instruments layered during the intro of this song. Like yeah. that first fifteen seconds, it's really cool to listen to. Like all these yeah. instruments coming in on both sides of the, like like stereo like, through your headphones yeah. or through a speaker. Um, Unfortunately, I think that's my favorite part of the song. Like when the vocal comes in, I'm like, oh, back to the intro. Come on, get, bring that back. <laughs> um, um, so if you want to get a taste for the song, at least my favorite part, just listen to the first 15 seconds. Of course, I, I'd recommend listening through the rest just so you can get a feel for it. But I really like that first 15 seconds. And it does come back later in. He brings yeah. it back. But it's very well planned out and well layered. Yeah. I, uh, I listened to this album earlier today. You got to get a refresher. And I so listened- you could kind of figure out where where it would go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I listened to it. I was just laying on my bed, and I just had headphones on. I like closed my eyes throughout the entire album, listening to it, and that created a really interesting feeling throughout the whole thing. Well, now that you say that, I was just focused on the music, and it it was really intense. This is not a driving album, in my opinion. No, it's this not. is a lay on your bed, close your eyes, and listen to it album, in my yep. opinion. Yep. So I think you did the right thing. I, I, so. I'm, I don't know what Richard Buckner would tell you to do. He'd probably tell you do whatever you feel it. out of it. I don't know. I don't listen, know. To listen to it. Listen to it. Listen. Buy a copy, please. No, I'm just <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, do you have anything else to say about the song "Go"? No. All right, then let's uh, let's cut out what we're talking about there. Move to the next okay. song. Track number eight is called "Cut." <laughs> I gave it a rating of A. Eh. Eh. And whoa. Oh, um, not that's not the rating. That's just Why, whoa. what I have to say. There's like a weird electronic beat rhythm or like a track that's played. Yeah, almost the whole way, and it's so different from everything else on the album. Like, yeah, almost like a dancey track. Mm-hmm. I would did not ex- after hearing the first couple songs. I did not expect to hear this ever on the album. Yeah, it threw me for a loop, uh, to say the least. Um. And there's another instrumental outro again. Mm-hmm. He, I guess he likes to do that for a while. There's some other songs where, like earlier on the album, where he'll end the last line of the song, and then the song will pretty much end a second later. Yeah. Um, but then later on, he'll end his last line, and then there's a minute or maybe a minute and a half left of just instrumental music. Yeah. Um, so that's what happens here again. Uh, moving on to the last song on the album, which is called Lean To. I gave it a rating of eh. 
Do you know what a lean-to is? Lean-to isn't like a tent almost? Or like kind a... of, yeah. When I was in the Boy Scouts, we, we went camping. We used lean-tos every once in a while. When we would do our like our serious wilderness camping trips yeah. where you didn't bring a tent, you, you you make your own tent. You get you find a big tree and you basically get long sticks and you kind of lay them out like yeah. a, almost oh, like a yeah, teepee, yeah. and then you cover it with leaves and dirt so that you have shelter from yeah, rain. From like rain, yeah. And you sleep under there. That's a lean yep. to. That's that's what I was used to from from making a lean to. Mm-hmm. It's not fun in the middle of winter. I've had those camping trips where we made lean tos in, in the middle snow. Of winter. Yeah. Oh my god. Not fun. Where did you guys go? From Pittsburgh, you guys went like north towards Erie or what? Oh, all over the place. Just all over the place. Yeah, because we're surrounded by every like anywhere yeah. you go. Like as soon as you're like a half hour outside of the city, you're you're just surrounded wilderness by woods. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You can go up north towards Erie. You can go to West Virginia, and it's all mountains and hills. That was all one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite parts about West Pennsylvania. Western is all yeah. the is all the hills and lots of rolling really hills, tall trees. Yeah, rolling hills of PA. Yeah, lots of Appalachian Pennsylvania. Yeah, like your beer. Um, anyway, but anyways, uh, coming back from the lean to enough um, about the Boy Scouts. So the first song surrounded um, the middle song portrait, and this last song lean to all have the the folky finger pick style. Yeah. So it's almost like beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. He, he kind of put that finger picking folk style music. Maybe he thoughtfully did that. I don't know. I would assume so. I would assume so by the placement. It seems like it was intentional, but maybe it just happened. Who knows? Yeah. Sometimes these things happen. We learned that from the movie Magnolia. Yeah, these things just happen. Sometimes sh- happens. Yeah, we also learned that from Forrest Gump. Sh- happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Never know which one you're gonna get, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Me and my buddy, uh, I won't call him up, uh, Matt. I won't call his, say his last name. I don't know if he wants to be referenced, but okay, yeah. If he's listening, he knows who he is. We would go to Wendy's all the time, and he would refer to Wendy's in the style of Forrest Gump saying Jenny. So he'd say, Wendy's. <laughs> so every time we went to Wendy's, that's how he said that. Wendy's. That was funny. Um, Sometimes if, if we had a, like a night going to a bar, we'd go to Wendy's in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Have you uh, have you seen that meme? About Wendy's? No, about Forrest Gump. I don't know. About Jenny. He's like, he likes, he's like Jenny, I like you. And then she's like, nope, friend zoned. And then he comes back and he's rich and she's like, I love you. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a strange movie. It is a It's a great movie. movie, but it's so strange. Apparently, I found out on two different podcasts that it's based on a book. Which one? Uh, I found it. They said it on Hollywood Babylon. And then I believe it was on uh, another, uh, a true crime podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. Okay. Um, they're referring to that because there's a sequel. Where apparently Forrest Gump befriends like a monkey and goes into space. Whoa, I kid you not. I kid you not. I can't. It's called like Gump, Gump Co or Gump. No, something way. about Gump, like Gump Shrimp and Co or something like that. I can't remember that what that book's called. So dumb. It sold a lot of books. Maybe it's good. Wow, could be. I suppose. Is it dumb? Because look at all the things that happened in the first movie. He ran from coast to coast without stopping. Yeah. He met John Kennedy. He played college collegiate football. He, he was in the Vietnam War and got shot in the butt. He was in the Olympics for <laughs> ping pong. Oh, I forgot about that. The, the, the movie is ridiculous. Yeah, he has a, a, a huge shrimp company. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is a really So weird is it that far fetched that Forrest Gump can befriend a monkey and go into space? I suppose not. You're right. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, maybe I'll read them one day if I have time. 
Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of things on my reading list right now. Yeah. Main, most of them are comic books and Stephen King books, but yeah. you know, why not put Forrest Gump in there? Why not? Why not? Life's like a box of chocolates. One of those chocolates is bound to have the sequel to Forrest Gump in it. If you're allergic to peanuts, sorry, life sucks for you. Well, I'm sure you can find a peanut-free a box of chocolates. I don't think so. I bet you you could. Maybe. I bet you you could find a vegan box of assorted chocolates oh, somewhere. I'm sure you could, yeah. Maybe it would be good? Probably not. Maybe. Possibly. I'm curious about that. Do you think like do you think they use like almond milk or soy milk? Because you can't. Is that considered vegan? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you can't Probably. use cow's milk for yeah, well, that's for from... making milk chocolate. Yeah. And I'm not about to have 100% cacao dark chocolate. No. Ugh. I could be. I kind of want to try it at some point though. Just you want to try the 100% dark? Yeah. I'd be curious. Why wouldn't you? Because I think I would spit it out in an instant. Yolo. I would try anything once. That's the reason I'm growing my hair out, because YOLO. Because YOLO and John K. Sampson. Yeah. No, you were growing around before then. Um, True, but also John K. Sampson. We had a huge <laughs> tangent. That wasn't aggress. That was a huge tangent. It was. Um, That's back right, to Lean though. 2, the last song on the album, Surrounded by Richard Buckner. Uh, I already talked about the uh, the finger picking. Um, this, again, just like the song Mood and some of the other songs before, has another dark and ominous feel. Yeah. Uh, like a, a sense of unease throughout the song. Um and I don't really know entirely what it's about. There's, I it's think, got messages of maybe death. I, I don't think know. The line, the line uh, where he says, I think I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, "You lean to something that was never meant to hold you." Yeah. So it's something like that. And I think a lot of this album is has a negative theme of a relationship with somebody, or maybe comforting some, maybe talking to someone who's in a bad place i can't really decipher yeah it's weird it's hard to tell what he's talking about specifically that's why i'll say this album is about life yeah you and apparently it's 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 poems you can interpret it how you will uh there's another outro in this song like a long yeah and there's some weird electronic sounds that come in Mm -hmm. weird stuff um so, like, all in all about this album, my, my summary review, if you if you will. If you will. Um, I can appreciate his poetic lyrics. They seem really well-crafted and thoughtfully put together. Yeah. Um, but I really have a hard time understanding. Um, I, I know there's the interpreting thing, but I even have a hard time interpreting some of yeah. the things. That's tough for me as a person who who wants to have a Be better idea. understand what yeah. the song's about. Um, but that's okay. Uh, it, it really took me a lot of listens to get into this yeah. album in general. Um, in the end, I think I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Like mm-hmm. after the first two listens, I was like, "This is one of the worst recommendations Jesse's made." <laughs> uh, in all honesty, um, and after having listened to it, it's not. Yeah. So, so I, I, it, I don't think so. It took me way, way more listens to get into it than than I thought. But I'm glad I stuck through it. I'm uh, trying it's, it's to. Pretty good. I'd like to listen to more of his stuff. Actually, I'm curious about Richard. A lot Buckner. of his stuff, his earlier stuff, is like really. Really folky, really, folky. really country sounding. Yeah, but apparently in the middle of his career, not so much at all. No. Like in the the maybe like the sixth, seventh album, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what they're they're yeah. titled, but that's when he got like sounds. I don't want to say soundscapey, but more more um, uh, atmospheric. I was about to say aromatic again. Yeah, atmospheric. atmospheric yep. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I don't think that anyone could hate that album. No. Well, oh, somebody could. Someone probably could. Everyone but, has their own taste. But I mean, if you like. That's one of the albums that I wanted to recommend because it expands your view of music, I guess. Yeah, and I would have never heard More, of this if it wasn't for for you, and you would have never heard about this if it wasn't for Bon Iver. Yeah, it's Bon a, Iver. It's an album that hey, is Bon Iver. What are you doing over there? 
I'm just imagining someone from the deep south, like, talking about Bon Iver. Oh, oh do you sound it, Jim. Did you ever listen to a Bon Iver album? Do you ever listen to a Bon Iver album, Earl? Down? Do you hear that yet? Oh, t- Jim Bob, I went down and covered up a myself up a, a, a can of coal and I got myself a bottle out of you know what I'm talking about? I'm going to buy I'm going to drive my truck. I'm just in the desk. I'm just trucking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if um, there's people from the South, no offense. I'm, I, I'm not saying I tried to be offensive. I just, yeah. I was doing my, I'm from the South. I'm getting an excited accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from that's the South. I'm excited. That's an interesting accent to have in your arsenal of well, accents. That's, that's the guy who just went down to the corner store, bought a pack of chewing tobacco and a Budweiser, and he's happy. That's that's what I think <laughs> of when I hear that guy. Oh my yeah. gosh! Sorry. Anyway, back to what I was saying before. This <laughs> album is uh It's like a lot of some bands. Um, their music is like for entertainment purposes, but it seems like. Like this album from Richard Buckner is like meant to be art, like yeah, arty. I you don't put this on to jam to. You don't no. rage to this album. No, you maybe put this on. Like I could see like taking this like if you're in a a, a vinyl club or like a listening club where people bring records to listen yeah. to. This could be that record. Like yeah, people for sure. sit down in a dark room. Yep, and just listen. Yep. But anyway, I I really like that album yeah. as well. Uh, the album's very. Uh, it, it provides more of a feel mm-hmm. than an experience, almost for me. Okay. Yeah. Makes it, sense. It, it makes a setting. I don't really know how to explain. It creates that. a soundscape. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it puts you in a zone, and it creates it well. Yeah. So, um, anyway, shall we talk about next week before yes. we finish our beers and yeah, sign off? I'll, uh, I already know what I'm going to recommend for you. It's a album by the band Alkaline Trio. What a great band! And the album is one of my favorites from them. It's tough to pick a favorite because they've got so many great releases. But I'm going to give you the album Crimson. Okay, that's I believe what I you know you at least one song yes. called "Mercy Me." Yep, uh, it's maybe their biggest song. Oh, mercy me! God bless catastrophe. Yep, that was a melodyless harmony. <laughs> a melodyless harmony. Yeah. Okay. S- still has inherent value. Yes, it does. I agree. So, what should I listen to for the next two weeks? I'm going to recommend uh, an album by the Swedish folk musician, The Tallest Man on Earth. That sounds like something I've never heard of. What's uh, the album called? The album is called The Wild Hunt. Okay. And it's his uh, second studio album. Okay. When, and do you know when it came out? Is it recent? 2010. Okay. So, nice. eight years ago. Nice. I, and I think uh, you'll have an easier time getting into this. Okay, I hope so. I think you will. I'll show you a song after, and I think I think you'll be like, oh, okay, I can see that. Word. Word up. And next week, of course, we'll have a one-off episode. Yeah. Um, we, we, we might as well make do? it a special one, because next episode's going to be episode number 50. Ooh, so boy. maybe you can celebrate somehow with a fun album. But, maybe. Uh, you know. Shall we uh, finish our beers? Yes. Has, has your taste it's uh, still taste. changed at all? Uh, I think as it's gotten warmer and I've got less beer in here now... It still tastes generally the same, but it seems like more of the pininess is pronounced now. Mine got slightly more decadent, um, and the booze flavor came through a little bit more, but other than that, it's still pretty consistent. It's really good. I would get this again. Yeah, for sure. I will avidly seek it out. I'll say that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I've got a six-pack of this. So So you're going to have it again? I'll have it again, yeah. Yeah. Well, as we always say on American Brews and Tunes, when we're going to clank our glasses, delicious once again my name is steven johnston and my name is jesse titus and this is american Bruce and tunes he oh, said his oh. name with those faces here's a theme song you know it's not a mean song 
It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beebity